1: Welcome to the New Books Network.
2: Hello, I'm Natalia Shpilova Said. I'm a host of New Books in East European Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm delighted to speak today with Yuri Kostenko, author of Ukraine's Nuclear Disarmament, a History, published by Harvard Ukrainian Research Institute in 2020. Yuri Kostenko is a politician and leader of the Ukrainian People's Party. In 1989, Kostenko became one of the founders of BRUH and has been a member of the Verkhovna Rada since 1990. From 1992 to 1998, he held cabinet ministerships with portfolios governing environmental protection to nuclear safety. Yuri Kostenko was a top-level representative of Ukraine in the negotiations with the Western powers and Russia on the denuclearization of Ukraine in the 1990s. Hello, Yuri, and thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, thank you very much for this dialogue.
2: Well, congratulations on the book. So in the 1990s, you were in the epicenter of the political developments and you also participated in the negotiations regarding the nuclear disarmament. In the introduction, you explained your perspective on Ukraine's nuclear disarmament as well as your participation in the negotiations about the necessity to proceed with the nuclear disarmament measures. Would you briefly describe why you decided to write this book?
1: Well, Ukraine's uh, nuclear disarmament uh, is one of the most uh, mythologized pages in the recent history of Ukraine state. The vast majority of uh, Ukrainians and the citizens of uh, foreign countries still do not know how under the price of uh, destroying the world's third-largest nuclear arsenal, which belonged to Ukraine, it was simply handed over to the Russian Federation, that today has become number one military threat to the whole world. Given the complexity of the nuclear issue, which was uh, aggravated by the problems of international law. Which did not regulate the disintegration of the nuclear state. This period of Ukrainian uh, formation was uh, surrounded with an incredible number of myths, conjectures, and political conditions. Nevertheless, neither in Ukraine nor in the world has any historical study been published based on official decisions of the Ukrainian authorities and documents. Therefore, this book uh, allows an unbased reader to draw their own conclusions about this important page of world history, which uh, will have a long-term impact on the global security.
2: So. Um Rather quickly, after the Declaration of Independence in 1991, Ukraine officially became a non-nuclear state. And um, before we discuss the question about how politically wise this decision was, let's talk a little bit about the international position of Ukraine after the dissolution of the USSR. Um, To what extent other countries, West in particular, were willing to uh, willing and ready to recognize Ukraine not only as an independent state but as an international partner?
1: Uh, well, uh, Ukraine's uh, nuclear weapons were exported to the Russian Federation just as quickly as the economical and uh, social crisis in which the Ukrainian independent state launched was developing. Let's uh, consider for uh, the following things. After the collapse of the USSR, Ukraine inherited not only nuclear weapons, but also the best economic potential among all other Soviet republics. That, according to the estimation by the German Deutsche Bank, published in the late 1990s, Ukraine, as an independent state, could have the highest rate of economic growth in Europe in terms of geographical location, land, mineral resources, state of economy, education, and culture. Instead, the Soviet system of uh, government, which uh, remained uh, unchanged, since independence and the West detachment from Ukrainian political reforms, apart from the issue of nuclear weapons, led to the greatest economic decline and the sharp deterioration of the living conditions of most Ukrainians. Paradoxically, this is a fact, along with the last nuclear warheads that were. Ex- from Ukraine to Russia in June 1996, the country had the highest inflation rates. Factories and plants shut down, the agricultural complex collapsed, and uh, mass unemployment increased. But the heartless lesson of such rapid disunity was the fact that the West lost its interest in Ukraine they gave up its nuclear arsenal, and uh, this state, and of the West's policy towards Ukraine, unfortunately, persists today. This means uh, a rather sluggish reaction to Russia's military aggression against Ukraine, the annexion of Crimea, and deprivation of Ukraine the status of European Energy Corridor, I mean, North Stream 1 and North Stream 2. And this is happening despite the security guarantee that the West was given to Ukraine by signing Budapest memorandum. Mm -hmm.
2: And uh, I'm curious, what was the political climate in Ukraine in the early 1990s? You mentioned in the book that there was some sort of a clash between, so to speak, the old school, which was rooted in the Soviet ideology, and the new school, younger generation of statement. Um, how deep were the contradictions between the old system and the new political generation?
1: Uh, well, after the Declaration of Independence, uh, Little has changed in Ukraine compared to other European post-communist countries. The entire executive branch of government, of independent Ukraine, inherited the USSR structure and uh, composition. The parliament continued to be controlled by the communist majority. There were only three members, including myself. Of the democratic opposition in the government and uh, all security forces were controlled by Cadres, who was there proved by Moscow. Democratic forces continued to be in the minority in the local representative bodies of Ukraine, except uh, for western oblasts. The all and new generation of uh, Ukrainian. Politicians lived in different coordinate systems. The old one was thinking in the Soviet Union terms. There were Kremlin continued to influence Ukrainian government decisions. The new one operated in the system of the national interests of Ukraine as an independent state. In the Baltic republics, for example, in the 1990s, democratic forces gained power both in the parliament and in the local representative bodies. Therefore, in addition to systematic reforms and a complete replacement of Soviet era power, they have completely severed political relations with the Kremlin, but they began to actively approach the West. In Ukraine, despite the pro-Western rhetoric of the leaders of Ukraine, their mentality remained solid and they did not trust the West. Therefore, after the declaration of independence, the emergence of a new generation of democratic politicians who opposed the Solid Police led to a kind of civil war. Again, this uh, background, the political con- confrontation concerning Ukraine's nuclear disarmament, uh, strategic <laughs> and poll. We a democratic minority, sought solutions based on the national interest. This is how the strategy of effective disarmament uh, came about. The president and uh, the government continued to follow the Kremlin's advice. Therefore, instead of uh, nuclear disarmament in cooperation with the West, which could have opened up new opportunities and uh, prospects for the country, Ukraine Ukraine followed the scenario which was prompted by Moscow, which led to huge losses. So uh,
2: I would like you to um, talk a little bit more about how Ukraine acquired the world's third nuclear potential and um, what was the role of Russia in the West in this process. And um, did Russia really have the right to become the sole heir to the nuclear weapons of the USSR? Uh, in early March of uh,
1: 1993, the Ukrainian parliament held the open on the legal aspects of nuclear design. For the first time, Ukrainian international lawyers and uh, military experts <clears throat> presented a comprehensive and legal analysis on the topic of Ukraine's nuclear weapons, the most effective ways to destroy them. The conclusion of uh, Ukrainian experts. Uh, were unvivable. First, according to the Vienna Convention on the Succession of State, Ukraine de facto and the jure became a nuclear state and all interpretations on this topic are legally invalid. Second, all declarations and statements of the Verkhovna Rada on the transition to the non-nuclear status from the point of view of international law cannot be interpreted by other states as uh, commitments made by Ukraine and are not a legal basis for claims against Ukraine. Third, the international system is such that each state must take care of its own security. And therefore, all decisions on nuclear disarmament must be made by Ukraine based solely on national interests. Western countries, including, including the United States, have never questioned Ukraine's legal right to nuclear weapons, in the territory of Ukraine after the collapse of the Soviet Union. This is evidenced by the Lisbon Protocol. The elimination of uh, part of the strategic weapons under the Start 1 Treaty were signed not by the disintegrated Soviet Union, uh, the, but by the new entities, Russia, Ukraine. Russia and Kazakhstan. At the same time, according to the protocol, the number of destroyed strategic carriers and the nuclear warheads had to be determined by the new nuclear states in the process of negotiation. However, after signing the protocol and committing itself, Russia declared itself the sole successor to the Soviet Union nuclear weapons in a statement by Foreign Minister Kozarev. However, the Ukrainian parliament did not approve any legal decision in this regard concerning the sole successor to the USSR's nuclear weapons. Moreover, Ukraine has never recognized and a special status for Russia, not only in terms of nuclear weapons, but also in terms of uh, treaties, property, and obligations of the former Soviet Union. And this was stated in Lisbon, in the statement issued by the Ukrainian Foreign minister.
2: So in your book, you specify that Russia uh, played a key role in Ukraine's uh, nuclear disarmament and not the West. So how so?
0: Why? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: Uh, well, uh, Russia's uh, nuclear disarmament strategy was formed at the USSR Canada Institute, the largest uh, intelligence center in the USSR. Before the collapse of Union in nineteen ninety one, relevant documents are provided in my book. Ukraine began to shape its own strategy for moving towards the nuclear free status after declaring its independence. And only uh, a uh, special Parliamentary Commission, which I headed, dealt with this issue, the government and the Minister of Foreign Affairs did not take part in this war, taking a wait-and-see attitude. The final disarmament strategy, which was in Ukraine's interest and agreed with the United States, did not emerge until July 1993. However, its implementation was uh, hampered not only by pressure, Russia, but also by Ukraine's economic decline, energy dependence on Russia, and the early parliamentary and presidential election of uh, 1994. Nevertheless, the main factor in the implementation of uh, Russia's strategy, when instead of uh, destroying nuclear weapons in accordance with uh, the Rada's decision, it was handed over to Russia a potential aggressor, by the way. But the Soviet mentality of the Ukrainian government, which remained unchanged after 1991, it is worth nothing uh, that not only Ukraine, all of these topics in agreement with the Russian scenario. Under the guise of uh, reducing the nuclear threat to the world, Russia also persuaded the West to hand over all nuclear weapons of the former Soviet Union to Russia. Russia has, in fact, forced the West to turn a blind eye to its now imperial aspirations, which has led to the formation of uh, Putin's now totalitarian regime. That is why today the whole democratic world is facing new threats that are being generated by Russia in place of the former U.S.S.R.
2: So, uh, in your book, you specified that it was uh, Ukraine's mistake to give up the nuclear weapons. But did Ukraine gain anything um, in the long run uh, by um, giving up the nuclear uh, weapons? Or uh, we can um, specify only losses that um, Ukraine inherited after making this kind of decision?
1: Uh Well, as a result of uh, nuclear disarmament, Ukraine has received formal security guarantees from the nuclear state, uh, so called Budapest Memorandum, and insignificant financial assistance from the United States. Totally about uh, $350 million. All other problems, including financial costs, well, on the shoulders of the young state, for example, the world's third nuclear potential was 176 strategic missiles, about 40 units of strategic aircraft with uh, cruise missiles, and a large number of uh, tactical nuclear weapons. In total. There were about 2,000 strategic nuclear warheads and up to 4,000 tactical nuclear weapons on our territory. The problems to destroy strategic weapons alone was estimated at four, six billion dollars. By the way, the Ukrainian budget at that time, in condition of uh, hyperinflation, had about $10 billion revenue, and uh, this whole armada of weapons under pressure from Russia and the West was eliminated within four years. For comparison, the Republic of South Africa was destroying its six nuclear warheads during 2.5 years. Ukraine losses on the past to denuclearization have no analogies in the world. For instance, these nuclear warheads, Ukraine transferred to Russia a huge offer different material assets, for example, high enriched uranium and plutonium, which were worth more than $100 billion. The so-called compensation to Ukraine in the form of uh, nuclear fuel for our nuclear power plants, was estimated at only $1 billion. Funding the destruction of uh, strategic weapons, instead of reforms, from its own budget led Ukraine to economic decline and social tension. But the worst thing was that the Ukraine's which did not have proper security guarantees Opened the way for Russia to seize the Crimea in 2014 and to start aggression against Ukraine, which has been going on for more than seven years now. However, not only Ukraine, the whole democratic world has suffered incredible losses as a result of such militarization strategy today. It is not Ukraine, as Russia once claimed, but Russia that has become a threat to the world security. And it's uh, not just new wars to which the Russian policies contribute in different countries. This is the increasingly active struggle of uh, Putin's neo imperialism against the democratic Principles of the world. This can be seen in Europe due to the growth of uh, radical movements threatening the integrity of the EU. It is uh, interference in democratic elections in the US and Europe and it is a growing threat of cyber attacks by Russians and international terrorism fueled by Russian weapons and by Russian's uh, generations, financial infusions. That is why today the West should also admit its strategic mistakes in uh, relation to Ukraine, because it was uh, at the expense of Ukraine that Western democracies actually accelerated the formation and strengthening of Putin's imperialism and the global threats he generates. Therefore, instead of uh, reduction of the nuclear confrontation, that covered up Ukrainian nuclear design, today we are uh, reasoning uh, a large-scale nuclear race, which in fact, was a response to the failure of the Budapest Memorandum. United States, Russia, China, Britain, and France, all official nuclear powers have already announced significant increases in the efficiency and number of their nuclear arsenal. In addition, North Korea, Pakistan, India, Iran, and other countries have or seek to acquire nuclear weapons because they do not believe in any assurance or guarantees pertaining to the security. And the beginning of this process uh, originated with the disarmament of Ukraine and the Budapest, demand. That is why Ukraine's example of uh, losing its nuclear potential is a clear indication of what not to do in order to solve complex international problems and of how uh, not to ignore the national interest of the state. That Ukraine's history of uh, nuclear disarmament is a kind of uh, political heritage of the entire world and a signal to see Fundamentally different international rules and regulations to achieve a secure wealth. Thank well- you very much.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Yuri. And uh, thank you so much for writing this book and for sharing your uh, expertise on these questions. Um, and um, uh, I'm really grateful to you for this book that highlights not only the process of uh, de- um, disarmament in Ukraine in the 1990s, but also that um, put some emphasis on the repercussions that this disarmament entailed for the current development, for the cur- uh, current political developments in Ukraine. Thank you so much. Thank you for our cooperation. So um, today I spoke with Yuri Kostenko, author of Ukraine's Nuclear Disarmament, a history published by Harvard Ukrainian Research Institute in 2020. Thank you for listening to New Books in East European Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network.